Mindfulness and Self-Compassion for a Difficult Year. You're listening to Psychology in 10 Minutes. At long last, the podcast is back. And as always, I'm David B. Feldman. Amid the hope brought by the coronavirus vaccines and the CDC's latest announcement, relaxing many COVID restrictions, it's worth pausing to reflect on what a year it's been. During the 14 months since COVID was declared a pandemic, our world has experienced a virtually unprecedented period of stress and turmoil. As of the recording of this episode in mid-May 2021, in the U.S., we've seen almost 600,000 coronavirus-related deaths more than 3.3 million worldwide, not to mention grappled with the ongoing realities of racial injustice, navigated tumultuous political waters, and reeled from disasters, including massive power outages in Texas and wildfires on the West Coast, among many others. It's a wonder anyone has had the will to get out of bed in the morning. Recently, I was speaking with a friend about her particular difficulties during the past year. She had faced a long list of challenges, including a cut in working hours, facilitating her children's home-based online schooling, coordinating care for her aging father, coping with the loss of a friend to COVID, and simultaneously trying to do freelance writing on the side. When I asked how she was doing with all this, she said, I feel so scattered. I should be getting more done. There must be something wrong with me. I was struck by the degree to which she was attacking herself for reacting in a completely normal way to a chaotic, difficult, and dispiriting situation. I wanted to hug her and say, you've done the best you can. You can't blame yourself. According to psychologist Shauna Shapiro, author of the book Good Morning, I Love You, Mindfulness and Self-Compassion Practices to Rewire Your Brain for Calm, Clarity, and Joy, my friend isn't alone. Self-kindness is in surprisingly short supply these days, and too many of us fall into self-blame and even shame. We seem to expect ourselves to be superhuman, even though we're all merely human. In her widely viewed TEDx talk, Shapiro explains a piece of wisdom she learned from a Buddhist monk. What you practice grows stronger. Unfortunately, many of us spend much of our time practicing self-shame. Although the monk wasn't specifically referring to neuroscience, his observation generally accords with the research. Repeated thoughts, behaviors, and emotions shape our brain. For instance, a recent review of 21 brain imaging studies found that a number of brain regions were associated with experiences of shame and guilt. Another study showed that in people with a history of depression, some of these regions may remain particularly sensitive to shame even after the depression has lifted. When participants with remitted depression were asked to read statements describing potentially shameful or socially discordant actions while their brains were being scanned using fMRI technology, they displayed greater activation in two regions, the right amygdala and posterior insula, than those without a history of depression. Although this isn't conclusive, these findings are at least consistent with the notion that repeated self-blame and shame shape our brain's neural pathways. And many of us shame ourselves a lot. We criticize ourselves for not doing enough and for doing too much, 
for taking too long to decide and for making rash decisions, for not working hard enough and for working too much. Many people believe that by engaging in such self-criticism, they're helping themselves improve or accomplish their goals, but research shows just the opposite. People are generally more successful when they're able to be self-compassionate. For Shapiro, self-compassion has the practice of mindfulness at its core. Most people think mindfulness is about deep breathing and paying attention to the present moment. And although that's true to some degree, Shapiro believes that this description is missing a key element. It's not just important that you pay attention. It's also important how you pay attention. It's about having an attitude of kindness towards yourself. In fact, Buddhist monk and teacher Ajahn Brahm sometimes even calls mindfulness by an alternative name, kindfulness. According to numerous studies, mindfulness strengthens our immune system, improves sleep quality, increases cognitive flexibility, grows our empathy for others, and lightens our mood. Most importantly, however, it may enable us to cut ourselves a break. Although there are many different mindfulness practices, most of us are familiar with only one. We may think that in order to be mindful, or maybe we should say kindful, we must sit in the lotus position, close our eyes, and focus on our breathing for 20 minutes. Such formal practices can be useful for many people, of course, but for other people, they can be a real turnoff. Luckily, they're not the only way of cultivating mindfulness and self-compassion. In fact, a deceptively simple practice is captured in the very name of Shapiro's book, Good Morning, I Love You. Here it is in her own words, told to me during a recent interview on another show I host, KPFA Radio's About Health. I was going through a very difficult divorce, and I was experiencing tremendous self-judgment and shame. And I remember just waking up with this pit in my stomach every day of, what's wrong with you? Why couldn't you handle this? And tremendous fear about our, our son and what would happen to him. And my teacher suggested I start practicing these pathways of self-kindness. And she said, I want you to say, I love you, Shauna, every day. And I was like, no way. <laughs> it just felt so contrived and inauthentic. And she saw my hesitation and she suggested, how about just saying good morning when you wake up? And then she said, try putting your hand on your heart. When you say it, it releases oxytocin. It's good for you. She knew the science would help. <laughs> so the next morning I woke up and put my hand on my heart and said, good morning, Shauna. And it was kind of nice, right? Instead of the avalanche of shame and judgment, there was this flash of kindness. And I continued to practice and practice for many days and weeks. And, and then I remember so clearly it was my birthday and I was all alone. Was, my son was with my, my husband and um, it was kind of the first birthday that we had been apart. And I woke up and I put my hand on my heart and this image of my grandmother came to me. And all of a sudden, before I knew it, I said, good morning. I love you, Shauna. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And it was if the dam around my heart burst and this like flood of love came pouring in and I could feel my grandmother's love and I could feel my mother and father's love and I could feel my own self-love. It's a practice anyone can do in about 30 seconds. But despite Shapiro's dramatic results, she cautions not to expect miracles. Instead, it's about slowly strengthening the brain's pathways associated with kindness rather than self-judgment. 
you know, I wish I could tell everyone that it's been this blissful, you know, life of self-love ever since, and I've never felt judgment again. And of course, that's not true. But what is true is this pathway of kindness toward myself was established. And I have continued to practice every single day since then. And some days it feels raw and vulnerable and uncomfortable. And some days I feel this profound self-love. And no matter what happens, I keep practicing because, as we know, what you practice grows stronger. As vaccines become more available and society begins to open back up, we all hope that things get a lot easier. But the natural human tendency to focus on the negative and practice self-criticism probably won't. That's why such intentional practices are important for helping all of us strengthen our commitment to self-compassion. In a world filled with difficulties, wouldn't it be nice to take self-blame off our personal list of challenges? And that was Psychology in 10 Minutes. I hope that you're happy to hear that we're back and we'll be making regular podcast episodes once again. If you'd like to lend your support for the show, we would very much appreciate it if you would visit your favorite podcasting app or perhaps log into iTunes Podcasts and leave us a quick review. Your positive reviews help people find the show. Thanks so much for listening.